This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you could have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. The Human Chain. You're out there. Six best friends on an all-girls vacation. How they answered a cry for help. She mouthed to me, I'm not going to make it. Then... The salon owner in the Nancy Pelosi uproar breaks her silence. There's no way I could have set that up. And to wear or not wear a mask while you're getting your hair done. And Dwayne Johnson's entire family. We have all tested positive for COVID-19. The information he wants all of us to know. Plus, Dr. Smooth. Don't be careless. Dr. Fauci's new voice. From this, we've got to get that message out to this. We don't want to see a repeat of the surges. And could Greek life on college campuses be coming to an end after a wave of COVID-19 outbreaks? And mystery solved? Did a mannequin on a drone fly over the airport? And sold? I'll take it. Why are car sales going through the roof during the pandemic? It's an amazing phenomenon. Plus, bringing down the house. edition with Deborah Norville. Hello, everybody, and thank you for joining us. Best friends on a beach vacation form a human chain to save two swimmers in distress. But the woman at the front of the chain died while trying to save others. Now her fellow Good Samaritans are speaking with Inside Edition about what happened. It's the human chain rescue that began with heroism and ended with a mom's death. We're all extremely close, and she was the rock of this group. These best friends were on an all-girls vacation at a beautiful stretch of shore in Alabama when it happened. Karen Graham organized the vacation. Karen was our Julie, the cruise director. She planned all of our outings. We went on trips together. She planned everything. This was just our, our time together. These photos were taken the day of the tragedy. No hint of the nightmare to come. Suddenly, two women screamed out for help. They were struggling in the rough surf. Somebody was yelling, let's form a human chain. Let's form a human chain. Karen was one of the first in the water to the rescue. Her friends followed. Pretty quickly, more than 20 good Samaritans linked hands to form a human chain that stretched all the way out. Then disaster. The chain breaks. The water swept out, I don't know, what was it, 12, 15 people. And yes. it was every man from, for himself at that point. You can see the Good Samaritans, Karen among them, struggling in the pounding surf. I remember looking back at Karen. She had actually gotten pulled behind us, and she mouthed to me, I'm not going to make it. A paddleboard brought Karen to shore. This chopper flew her to the hospital, but she didn't make it. It's believed that 54-year-old Karen swallowed so much salt water, it triggered a fatal heart attack. Karen's mom is bereft with sorrow. It's just numbing to know that she's not going to come home. Her husband is, is just beside himself. 
and the kids, of course. Oh, oh. Experts say that human chains are difficult to carry out, as I learned in this demonstration. So if you're forced to rescue somebody who's in trouble using a human chain like this one, it's important to remember, keep your tallest, strongest people furthest out in the ocean, then line up from tallest to shortest. That way everybody can stay in waist deep water and keep their footing in the sand. If weak swimmers want to help, they can join the chain, but they should stay out of the water and do what they can while staying on the beach. A GoFundMe page in Karen Graham's name reads, R.I.P. Karen Graham, you will forever be missed, our hero. She's going to be greatly missed. There's going to be a huge void. There's going to be a huge void in all of our lives. Karen was also an organ donor, so she may save even more lives. By the way, that GoFundMe page already has surpassed its original $10,000 goal. The Rock, also known as Dwayne Johnson, is the latest big star to go public with his battle with COVID-19. In fact, he says his entire family tested positive and that it felt like a kick in the gut. Dwayne The Rock Johnson just dropped a bombshell. My wife, Lauren, as well as my two baby girls, and myself, we have all tested positive for COVID-19. Let's play. Hollywood's most popular star says it has been a nightmare. I could tell you that this has been one of the most challenging and difficult things we have ever had to endure as a family. He says he and his family lived in quarantine for an entire month. Here's how we got COVID-19. We picked up COVID-19 from very close family friends. His daughters, age four and two, suffered only mild symptoms. They had a little sore throat the first couple of days, but other than that, they bounced back. But it was a much rougher experience for The Rock and his wife, Lauren. It was a little different uh, for Lauren and I. We, we had a rough go, but we got through it. And again, we got through it as a family. The experience has led The Rock to impose strict guidelines for anyone coming to his home. Everybody tested before they come over. If they test positive, you stay away. And now another high-profile personality has fallen victim to COVID-19. Baseball Hall of Famer Tom Seaver, a.k.a. Tom Terrific, died of the virus at age 75 in California. The New York Mets legend had underlying conditions. He suffered from Lewy body dementia, the same progressive disease that afflicted actor Robin Williams. Seaver's wife and two daughters released a statement saying they send their love to his fans because they mourned their loss with them. Dr. Anthony Fauci is giving expertise on the pandemic and has been. He's back out there talking after having the polyp removed from his vocal cords. And boy, what a difference the surgery's made. That once gravelly voice is now smooth. Stephen Fabian has more. Call him Dr. Smooth. There was enough data that you would really feel comfortable the surgery 14 days ago to remove a polyp from his vocal cord sure seems to have worked. This is how Dr. Fauci used to sound. Much more surveillance if you want to get your arms around and understand exactly what's going on. And here he is today. Don't be careless about things and such as, you know, crowds in a bar or what have you. The raspiness is pretty much gone, but even a softer voiced Fauci carries a lot of clout sometimes in unintentional ways. The Fox Business Network is attributing a lot of the sell-off that we're seeing here to comments from Dr. Anthony Fauci on coronavirus levels being unacceptably high. Yep, an early morning plunge on Wall Street is being pinned on Fauci for what he said on the Today Show about the 40,000 cases of COVID being reported every day in the U.S. That's an unacceptably high baseline. We've got to get it down 
The stock market took an immediate nosedive, although analysts say Fauci was just one of the reasons why. Meanwhile, across the USA, college campuses continue to suffer COVID-19 outbreaks. The latest drama, an outbreak at Gettysburg College in Pennsylvania, where the entire student body are being told to stay in their dorms until further notice. Michael Carasino is a sophomore. When we first went into quarantine, the school kind of just told us to be responsible. And if we want to stay on campus as a university, we're all going to have to work together. It's been a rough week, but uh, we're, we're hanging in there. So far, 33 students have been diagnosed with the virus, with more expected. The surge follows rush week when frat houses and sororities recruit new members. At Indiana University, 30 out of 40 Greek houses are now under strict quarantine after testing found a disturbing 8.1 positivity rate among students living in fraternity and sorority houses. The regular dorms had a much lower 1.63 positivity rate quite a difference. Greek life is really taking a hit during the pandemic. Many fraternities and sororities just can't or won't shake their party-hardy ways. Now, some students who are not part of Greek life are blaming them for potentially ruining the fall semester. These students are part of a growing national movement to curtail Greek life on campus, and not just because of the pandemic. We want the student body to have no interest in participating in these organizations. A number of fraternities and sororities actually are doing virtual recruitments this year just to be safe. Now the latest police video causing an uproar. Officers putting a spit hood on a black man who was naked and handcuffed. The man died and the medical examiner confirmed asphyxiation played a role, which has led to some asking if spit hoods should be banned. A little-known police tactic is under scrutiny today after the death of another black man in custody. 41-year-old Daniel Prude died after police in Rochester, New York, placed a spit hood over his head to protect themselves from coronavirus. He was naked and suffering from a mental health crisis at 3 a.m. Spit hoods are made of mesh that can be breathed through. But this promotional video by a company that manufactures them warns they can also sometimes be dangerous. There's a lot of brands that have the solid material going across the face and the mesh on top and there's been situations where they gag themselves or shove it down their throats and cause asphyxiation or death. This body cam video shows police using a spit hood to restrain a woman in Colorado in 2017. She was also tasered and handcuffed to a restraint chair. We spoke with former New York Police Lieutenant Darren Porcher. In my 20 years as a lieutenant within the NYPD, I've never experienced any abnormalities in connection with the usage of a spit hood. This is a safe and sound practice. In Rochester, Daniel Prude's death was ruled a homicide, attributed to complications of asphyxia in the setting of physical restraint. His death's still under investigation. And Attorney General William Barr is under fire over remarks about the shooting death of Jacob Blake in Kenosha, which he says is very very different from the death of George Floyd. In the Jacob case, he was in the midst of committing a felony and he was armed. His family says he wasn't armed. Well, I think there may have been a knife in the car, but he wasn't armed when he was shot. Well, the, that's what his family and his yeah, lawyer said. I, I, I stated what I believe is to, to be the difference. <laughs> of the mayor of Washington, D.C., Muriel Bowser, was besieged by protesters today following the shooting death of a teenager by D.C. police. Don't move! 
just released police body cam video shows the 18-year-old was armed. Other news today, they're calling it Hairgate, the brouhaha over a speaker Nancy Pelosi getting a blowout in a closed San Francisco hair salon. Now the hair salon owner is denying Pelosi's claim that the speaker had been set up. Lisa Guerrero has more. It was no setup. That's what the hair salon owner, who released surveillance video of Nancy Pelosi getting a blowout and not wearing a mask, is saying in her first on-camera interview. There's no way I could have set that up. And I've had a camera system in there for five years. I mean, I didn't go in there and turn cameras on as soon as she walked in to set her up. So that's absolutely false. Erica Kias says she felt compelled to share the footage after seeing the most powerful woman in America walking around without a face covering. I just thought about, you know, my staff and people not being able to work and make money and provide for their families. And if she's in there comfortably, without a mask and feeling safe, then why are we shut down? Why am I not able to have clients come in? A fired up White House press secretary went after Pelosi today. Nancy Pelosi, you ought to apologize to the American people. Or better yet, come back to Washington and get to work for hardworking Americans like this salon owner that you maligned and demanded an apology from. Pelosi claims she wore a mask the entire time except for when she was getting her hair washed. I don't wear a mask when I'm washing my hair. Do you wear a mask when you're washing your hair? Well, the short answer is you're supposed to. Health experts say if you go to a salon, you should keep your mask on while getting your hair washed. The same holds true for the stylist doing the washing. It's just a necessary precaution against spreading the virus. The Pelosi uproar is just the latest chapter in the ongoing salon wars. In Texas, salon owner Shelley Luther was jailed for refusing to shut down. Here in Los Angeles, as of today, salons like Trim, a salon, are now allowed to see clients indoors after being shut down for several weeks. They're saying they're taking all necessary safety precautions. Take your temperature. Perfect. And yes, the salon requires face masks to be worn at all times, even when clients are getting their hair washed. So is it hard to kind of navigate around the mask or? No, we're used to it. You are? Yes. And sometimes we have other options if people don't want to wet, get their mask wet. Uh-huh. I put a disposable mask on them. Oh, okay. This is Anne Mercagliano in New York City. Like salon owners, restaurateurs are up in arms about regulations that have banned indoor dining since March. Today, a class action lawsuit was filed against the mayor and the governor seeking $2 billion in damages. So far, 350 restaurants are joining in. Right now, only outdoor dining is permitted in the city. Look how the tables are right on the street where traffic zips by. This terrifying scene happened in Brooklyn when a car slammed into diners eating outside. Many restaurants don't have barricades in place, but Mi Piace in Pasadena is making safety a priority, installing these Meridian vehicle barriers to protect customers. We designed these barriers to be completely reusable after impact. They can stop anything that is coming head on to them and they're designed and certified to do this type of work in outside dining. This video shows the barricades in action, which makes the owner of this restaurant feel better about having his guests dine on the street. Yeah, the response has been overwhelmingly good. Um, Everyone loves it. Everyone is safe. I mean, we haven't even had one incident. 
According to the National Restaurant Association, the restaurant and food service industry has lost nearly $120 billion in sales just during the first three months of the pandemic. Next, sold. I'll take it. Why are car sales going through the roof during the pandemic? It's an amazing phenomenon. Plus, bringing down the house. Oh, my God. Inside Edition with Deborah Norville will be right back. There are scores of industries suffering during the pandemic, but in some places, it's not car dealerships. With people avoiding public transportation and leaving the big cities for the suburbs, there has been a big boom in car sales. I'll take it. Sure. Thank you. Car sales are going through the roof during the pandemic. I'm so excited. It's an amazing phenomenon. Tom Maoli owns a Lexus dealership in Whippany, New Jersey. He says he can't keep up with the demand. This, this is the creme de la creme. They don't want to wait till the color they want comes in. They come in, they want to make a deal, and they want a car now. So what's going on? One reason is that people like Manhattan attorney Donna Markey are leery of taking public transportation in the age of COVID-19, even though systems like the New York City subway are disinfected every day. I don't want to get on a subway because I don't want to be breathing other people's air. And I don't want to get in an Uber because I don't know if the driver is protecting himself or whether the person prior had, was coughing or sneezing and the germs are still lingering in the air. Another factor, the exodus of the crowded city to greener pastures. Donna is among the thousands of New Yorkers house hunting in the suburbs, so she needs a new car. My own little cocoon, safe from the rest of the COVID world. This is the first new car since I was 19 years old. I'm going to be 48 next week. Zena Patiello says in her case, restrictions on traveling overseas enticed her into buying a new car. I was going to Japan, Peru, and Italy, which have all been canceled because of COVID. So I had some extra money and I decided that I was going to get a brand new car. Now the podiatrist commutes between home and her medical office. Having a new car, you know that you've been the only one in it. COVID free. When we come back, remember that jet pack spotted by a pilot? Well, it may be mystery solved. Earlier this week, we told you about a pilot who thought he saw someone flying with a jetpack over Los Angeles International Airport. Well, now comes word that it actually might have been attached to a mannequin. Could this mannequin on a drone explain the mysterious sighting of a jetpack flying over LAX? We just passed a guy in a jetpack. Now this YouTube video from 2019 of a dummy attached to a drone has online sleuths wondering if a similar contraption was behind the buzzing of those planes at LAX. As authorities continue their investigation, we've learned that they've interviewed the only FAA-certified jetpack pilot, David Maiman. Maiman owns the only company in the world that makes these high-powered jetpacks. You've got a guy who, who flies a jetpack, owns a jetpack company, has five jetpacks. The question is, was it you? That's what everybody's asking. Thankfully, I'm in Sydney, Australia, and I was a, a week before Sunday. We also spoke to Lee Coates, the first ever female jetpack pilot. When the story hit, I did have a lot of friends contact me and ask me if that was me. She assures us it wasn't. She was in Alaska and offers her own theories. It could be balloons. It could be uh, a drone. Or maybe a dummy attached to a drone. 
The FBI tells us they are investigating. We'll be back with more in just a moment, including a mom's TikTok oops moment. Finally today, mom drops in, literally. A college student is singing on TikTok. And then... Oh my God! Her mom comes crashing through the ceiling. Liz San Milan says her mom was in the attic looking for luggage when disaster struck. There are wooden beams in the attic where you're supposed to step, but she tripped over her super cute little silver flip-flops and she fell through my ceiling. She's fine, by the way. What a woman, didn't even get a bruise. The ceiling wasn't so lucky. There is a hole in my ceiling. There's still a hole there. And I bet mom was a little embarrassed about going on TV to talk about this. That video has been viewed six million times. See you tomorrow. If you like Inside Edition, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at wondery.com survey. Hey there, it's Michael Costa from The Daily Show on Comedy Central. Ever wonder what happens behind the scenes or want to catch some extended interviews? Well, now you can. Listen to The Daily Show, Ears Edition podcast for full episodes, extended content, and a whole lot more. The Daily Show, Ears Edition is available wherever you get your podcasts. Once upon a beat. Remember those stories and fables that would capture your imagination and you couldn't wait to see how they would unfold? And now, when you read them as an adult, you think some of these old tales could use a fresh spin. We have a perfect podcast to bring you the stories you remember, remix, and reimagine for the kids in your life today. Join me DJ and my trusty turntable, Baby Scratch, as we spin up new tales in the new kids and family podcast, Once Upon a Beat. Wondry and Tinkercast are bringing you a jam-packed, music-filled weekly party where hip-hop and fables meet. It's Once Upon a Beat. Follow Once Upon a Beat on the Wondry app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to Once Upon a Beat early and ad-free right now by joining Wondry Plus in the Wondry app or Wondry Kids Plus in Apple Podcasts. Once Upon a Beat.